I've been looking forward to this chat for a while and I learnt a lot. The Hero Tribe are a group of lifelong martial artists, coaches, researchers and scientists and their vision is to live a life in deep connection to the world around us. In short, to follow our own hero's journey. So I'm chatting with Sasha and Camilla who kind of explain what the hero's journey is, how we can make us a little more productive and feel better about ourselves. How do we become the hero of our story instead of the villager or the antagonist? Make sure you check out the links in the show notes. Subscribe if you enjoy the pod. Let's get to it. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Camilla. Hi, John. Hi. Nice to have you. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for ages and ages because I've been looking at your website and digging through it and everything. And I really quite like your philosophy of things. And I particularly around the meditation side of things, I've never, ever been able to meditate. I don't know why, so I'm hoping you're going to be able to teach me how to meditate today. (laughs) We can fix that, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah. Um, So what I'm going to do is uh, straight away, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to kind of tell everybody who you are and what you do, uh, starting about now. Okay, let's try. So I would say we are a global community um, based around this philosophy that everyone is the hero of their own story, that we are not the victims of our own story and that we kind of um, have to reclaim this position in our own lives. And we do that through training camps um, in different locations in Europe and Asia. And we do that with our online Hero Tribe Academy. And um, yeah, this is just super beautiful and Powering work. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. That was pretty cool. Where's your website? Give us a plug. Give us your website. Uh, So our website is www.hero-tribe.com. Fantastic. There's a quote on your website which got my attention, which is why I contacted you in the first place. And it kind of like says, the Hero Tribe's purpose is to take people out of their ordinary world and allow them to live their personal hero's journey. We believe that everyone has the inherent slumbering potential to be the hero of their life story and live their true nature. So kind of explain to me what you mean by a hero's journey. Yes, what we mean with a hero's journey, well, um, well, we like the, the concept is based on uh, the work of Joseph Campbell, um, who was kind of researching stories uh, and and yeah, that were already over all the decades being mm. transmitted and um, and teached uh, people to found a pattern that it's always like a certain um circle that you go around and which is like the hero's journey with uh, different steps and which are also can be seen and recognized in actually every movie so also the the work of joseph campbell uh, is i think on the schedule of everyone who is studying uh, film and and so uh we came across that and and we so we, we see the hero's journey that actually we are, every one of us is a hero hmm. uh, and the yeah. main character of their own life. And uh, with this perspective on it, um, it makes life more exciting. And also um, it encourages you to, uh, to go on these callings that every one of us gets. 
Um, because yeah, there are these patterns and when you are accepting a call to adventure, um, then you can expect to go through these certain steps and you will come out at the end again in a, what we, what is kind of the status quo, but it's a new up-leveled status quo with new skills and knowledge about yourself and, and your world around you. Sasha, what does it feel like? This might be a difficult question, but what does it actually feel like if you are living your hero's journey? Oh, beautiful question. Um, Mm. More exciting, more vivid. Um, It might feel challenging as well, but you would, if you consciously live your hero's journey, you will perceive the challenges as challenging still, but also um, you know that you will grow through it. And that is a very different perspective than... um, being a, a friend of mine from Australia always calls it thrownness. If you perceive that um, you are just thrown into things and uh, situations in life and it's not your choice and you're always the victim of it, that's not a really nice outlook on life. And yeah. if you consciously live your hero's journey, everything is exciting. Everything is a riddle. Everything is the next step to your growth. Is it about being in control? Not entirely because Mm. um, I would argue you can't completely be in control of your hero's journey but you are uh, more in control definitely um, as as the hero um, and not the the villager yeah the villager is kind of uh, well as as an antithesis to the hero is just there in the village and when there are bandits coming to the village they can't do anything but the hero is still subjected to raids from bandits or demons or dragons, but he is able to do something. Yeah. Is it like um, is it like moving away from the going with the flow sort of thing that you just take everything as it comes and it just happens and you just deal with it and react instantly? Is it about kind of like almost guiding yourself along a path w- within your life? Um, in a way, but I wouldn't say like going away kind of from the flow because, uh, we also truly believe like, you know, it's the, the flow, um, that you want to experience as well, because, um, it makes, you know, just things falling into pieces. Um, but I think it's more this being conscious about that. If a challenge kind of comes your way that then you are in a way like you are in control to make decisions on where you are going next or what are your next steps and then um yeah less than uh what i think the majority of people sometimes experience and allow happening in their life that something happens and they're yeah as sasha mentioned as well like go more in this victim status and just say well what what can i do but i truly believe there are always choices you can make and paths that you can take and definitely it's not easy um but um if you then are conscious and you take decisions the outcome will be just so much more rewarding than if you kind of just allow the outside to decide for you what is happening next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in in a way, so, so you're not kind of like ignoring what everybody else wants from you. You're just trying to control it a little bit more and and almost take control of your own life. So you're not just living to everybody else's expectations, I suppose. Yeah, I would say that's that's a part. And the hero's journey is also very much about facing the unknown. 
mm. the unknown in the, in the outside. When we think about there are things that we want to change in our lives or um, goals we want to achieve, they are always outside of our comfort zone. They are in the unknown. That is the external aspect. But what every hero's journey in the end comes to is also facing the unknown in ourselves. Yeah. And those are the things in our uh, subconscious mind, which are always blocking us from what we really want to achieve in our lives. We always think it's the outside. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough mm. uh, contacts, but it's in the end, it always comes down to the inner blockages that we carry. And that's kind of the final stage of the hero's journey, um, dealing with them. One of the things I do on the podcast is ask the same three questions to to everybody who, who comes on. You can kind of like answer this each or one together, however you want to do it. And um, the first question is: What's your number one productivity tip? If you had to say one thing to everybody that will help them a little bit, what would it be? Uh, that I think it's a really hard question because I think there are a lot of good productivity tips out there, and it also always depends on your character and what moves you. So I guess um, I can say for myself, what really helps me is uh, the, uh, like some know it under the name, the Pomodoro technique, where you have like a timer for 25 minutes. And then afterwards you have a five minute break and then you go again in 25 minutes. And for me, what then kind of happens is that when I notice, oh, the time is running up, it's like I'm coming to a deadline and I need to kind of hurry. (laughs) So so I, I start being far faster and more productive um, and then having the relaxation of five minutes and just walking around and moving my body and um, it's it feels also so much better and healthier after a working day with this method yeah how do you make that five minutes not turn into ten <laughs> well uh, there are these apps that you can download uh, so they are yeah. reminding you and um, and well, I find as well that if you then get into this flow of, of working on, yeah. on you know, t- these tasks, then you also want to go back because sure. I think that's the other rule. Like if you're um, uh, occupying yourself with a certain topic for, I think it's about 20 seconds or six mm. like or a minute or so that your your brain is just really going into this topic and you kind of are just involved in it and starting to be in a flow yeah i like that yeah i've I've spoken to a lot of people who like that pomodoro um sort of like system and that and it works quite well for them um so how do you think your philosophy how do you think it can help people become more productive and obviously that word productive is very subjective because i don't believe productive means doing more stuff faster um it, it just means reaching certain goals that you set for yourself in certain periods of time i suppose how do you think your philosophy can help people in in work and personal lives well i think um we would answer that on on uh, different levels because we work on on different levels one thing is um the very first thing that we establish with people that we work with uh, on a longer basis is establish better routines. Yeah. So um, having these anchor points over the day, especially in the morning, having a meditation practice, having some um, anchoring body work that connects body and mind is very important to us. And it surely raises uh, what we could call traditional productivity. Um, but then, that answering that on a deeper level, 
um, brings me back to that deeper aspect of the hero's journey. What very often blocks our productivity um, advancing in our projects in life is not something that we can put our finger on in the yeah. first hearing. Uh, when someone would ask us, we would answer like, okay, I don't know, my, uh, I go to bed too late. And, um, but yeah. there's a deeper yeah. reason. And that is something that our philosophy, we, we will arrive there. We want to look at the, the deeper demons. And I believe that when we are in total inspiration and motivation and we wake up and we just think like, wow, this is the best day ever. This is the best project ever. And my life is the best ever. This is the, the productivity yeah. is just a byproduct then. Yeah. Is, is there like a kind of person i hate labeling people because i think everybody's an individual and i can't stand putting people into groups but is there kind of like a a certain person experiencing a certain problem who will come to you and 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 find what you do helpful a certain person well i actually also there i see um the the technique and and uh, what we are using and like the concept of the hero's journey works for all kind of people um, because right. it is your personal journey and so we have from people who come to us who are feeling unhappy in their lives maybe um, because they want to have a partner on their side and, and yeah. for whatever reasons don't manage to attract this partner so far into their lives to um, people who have um, just uh, really want to change their career and have a certain vision and goal where they will be in a couple of years um, to other people as well who are coming and just saying hey somehow i feel something is not really right mm. anymore in my life and i want to I have the some like this calling of, of making changes, but actually I don't know at this point yet in what change uh, I uh, I want to experience. That it it kind of helps all of them because the journey then goes into getting more more clear um, on a, a like a search an inner search as well. Okay, what are actually the emotions, the experience that I want in my life? Um, to then, yeah, facing the inner demons, um, how mm. they, we call them, and, and overcoming their blockages and get to know yourself better. Um, and from there, having this, yeah, acknowledgement and insights on, okay, what are now my next steps and how, yeah. how do I reach that and what do I really want in my life? And, um, and so, yeah, there is not a certain person or problem that uh, we can kind of only serve with the method that we are using. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, lot of things like facing inner demons, um, getting to know yourself better, these sorts of phrases and things like that. We all, we all, we've all heard them a lot and we, and we know what they are. Why is it so difficult to actually do that? Well, the, the hero's journey, how Joseph Campbell uh, perceived it, is a universal concept, like, like mm. a storyline that every human experiences. And inbuilt into that storyline is already the refusal of the call. Right. Um, it is something that is so ingrained in our psyche because um, wrestling with your inner demons results in giving up something. Yeah. Is a sacrifice <laughs> yeah. of yeah. your own psyche, of your own uh, programs that you were accustomed to. And that is something that our ego or part of yeah. our psyche really doesn't like. Yeah. And therefore, it's always it always involves a lot of resistance. 
for there's everyone. A, there's a lot of self-analysis going on. Yeah, that, that's kind of it, it's the first step that we need. We need uh, we need to see the terrain. We need to have a kind of a, a silhouette of the demon at least to uh, to go in the right direction. Do most people find things that they don't like? <laughs> you mean like don't like about them yeah, themselves? About them, yeah, that, that, that they've never realized. They've never because I, I, I certainly know when I've done it in the past, um, and when I speak to other folks, and they do this self analysis, and they look at how other people perceive them. Right, they they sometimes get a little bit of a shock. Well, it of course it can happen, but also I think. Um, we as a society and how we are trained are really good in um, even, you know, blaming ourselves and seeing kind of apparently bad parts of ourselves um, more than actually mm. others do about ourselves. And so I think it's less that we um, experience that people kind of get a shock because they learn something that they were not aware of. It's really more that we help them, we encourage them to face what they already kind of know what is like in there, what they don't at that point like about themselves. Yeah. And we help them to 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 see it more clear with different perspectives as well and and also to to see that that maybe that kind of weakness or what they don't like is mm. also very often uh, one of their biggest strengths yeah. and why uh, they are at the point in life where they are at that point yeah so i suppose it, it can work both ways can't it you can kind of like look at yourself and think to yourself well i'm great everybody loves me i'm fantastic i'm britain that's the ego talking but then you can also look at yourself and think oh i don't like this i wish i was a little bit like that it, it can kind of it can be both things can't it i suppose yeah yeah uh, surely and both are in a way an illusion how the Buddh the buddhists yeah. would uh, would say it's not it's not true and it's um, very often not serving us. Yeah. Um, so it, it needs some kind of rebalancing of these two extremes. Yeah, I always, I always think it's nice to think like a three-year-old. It would be lovely to go back to when you were three. I've got a three-year-old granddaughter. She's so honest. Everything. So <laughs> honest. Everything. Yeah, I wanted to add as well, as you earlier asked um, us why it is so difficult for people to kind of connect with themselves mm. and you know, go on this process. Um, I wanted to add there as well, it's also because we um, we are not trained in it, or I even would say we were untrained to right. do that. Because as you mentioned now, the three-year-old, I think like this honesty and yeah. being connected with your emotions and what you want and, and expressing it is what we were born with. Yeah. And then comes uh, kind of this conditioning part of, um, you know, your parents and siblings who might tell you uh, that's good and that's bad and you can do this and you yeah. can't do that. And then you come to school and there um, you like before, uh, I don't know, you were just a bunch of creativity and yeah. I don't know, being in different worlds in one second and then the another one in the next one. And then you come to school and it says, and now sit for 45 minutes straight on your chair. Yeah. Don't move, um, suppress all emotions, <laughs> yes. thoughts, ideas that are coming up. Yeah. And um and and that's how got untrained and yeah 
that's really sad and actually that's also like something what we are working with in the hero tribe academy to allow people to just let out their creativity again and to um, communicate more what is really going on in their lives and yeah the experiences it just makes life so much greater yeah i like that i like that a lot it's it's um I, I spoke to somebody on one of the other podcast episodes recorded ages and ages ago and they said that like when a when a when a child is born and when they're small when they're one two three years old we call them amazing we say absolutely amazing what an amazing little a thing that has happened when you get a 40 you're no longer amazing are you and that's a problem <laughs> but you're still the same person right yeah. yeah, it's it's funny. Something happened in between. Yes. Something happened in the perception of the other people. Something happened in the child. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And then fascinating. the question is, is it really like kind of, you know, the child or is it the environment we grew yeah. up and yeah. were put into boxes? The second question I ask everybody is, what's the best piece of kind of like life advice you've ever been given? Could, could could be like a mentor, somebody. I'm sure. I'm sure you've got a lot of this. Oh yeah, life advice. Uh, there's surely a lot because my personal path was going to Asia and training in in monasteries and temples. So that was kind of what I pursued uh, yeah. professionally. But um, because I, my my mind is still geared to to productivity, and what comes to my mind is um, I'm trained in classical Japanese karate, and right. there. It's all about repetition. It's all about sure. um, hard labor and, and work. And then I went to China into monasteries to train there. And I was blown away because I was used to repetition. But then they said like, okay, we have nine hours of training a day. And in between, in your spare time, you do 5,000 repetitions of a kick, for example. Right, sure. And that was super hard, of yeah. course, but at the same time, it gave me this perspective. Hey. Wow, there, there's, you can always expand the scope of repetition and of what you are actually capable of. And so I am not always able to um, translate into my day-to-day -day life and into my work, but it gave me this perspective like, okay, mastering something is really a lot of repetition and it can yeah. also be fun. Yeah. So is it kind of like creating habits, do you think? Yeah, it's almost, I would even call it creating super habits. Yeah. Um, something that makes you, like Wim Hof, for example, makes you kind of um, supernatural because that is, that's what Shaolin monks, for example, some perceive them as supernatural because yeah, they have yeah, yeah. this unnatural amount of repetition, of training. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of brings us on to the martial arts and the meditation side of it, which I want to ask you about. Ex explain how it does help us because we all know, I think we all know inside us that meditation is helpful that martial arts is helpful because of the the like you said the repetition the process the the discipline i suppose of being able to mm. do 5000 things the same thing 5000 times in a row that takes an enormous amount of discipline and willpower um, so how does this kind of help your your whole philosophy well it it truly informed my personal philosophy because i i started when i was young and i uh I, I never did anything else, yeah. <laughs> really, um, was a martial arts researcher and, um, well, martial arts is very diverse, so it also depends on the style um, you're practicing, but on the baseline, it surely gives you discipline in most martial arts. Mm. It, it gives you, 
you need to find a way to deal with boredom. And I think that is super yeah. important, especially we had kids classes in the school I had uh, over many years. And that was a main concern because kids can't focus any longer. Sure. And it, it really got worse. I talked to many, many martial arts teachers and it got worse over the last 20 years, 30 years. And so getting them back to focus on something, focus on themselves, on their bodies for at least 20 minutes, that is vitally important, I think. Yeah. Dealing with boredom in, in any sense and just doing what, what you're supposed to do, what you yeah. set yourself as a goal, that is kind of something on the baseline. And then, of course, it, it goes into, um, if, if you go into fighting, it's a heavy stress. It's uh, dealing with anxiety and uh, actually wrestling with overcoming it. Yeah. And all very, very helpful life skills, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The meditation side, it, it, I, I know I should, but, but I can't. It's just like I'm bored after five minutes. Am I, have I been conditioned that I need to keep something going on in my head constantly? Have I, has life conditioned me to this? I think we are all constantly conditioned yeah. nowadays, especially with the uh, rise of social media. It, it got worse because uh, it's this instant gratification loop that is going yeah. on. And so that's also, I think, uh, we have this counter movement of many CEOs having their 20-minute meditation uh, break every morning. And um, well, my advice to get into it would be to make it as easy as possible. So... Um, you have meditation apps, you have guided meditations on, on YouTube and hmm. also start with a very uh, short one. It's always better to meditate for two minutes than meditating for zero minutes. Sure. So don't set the bar too high. Just uh, put on uh, some nice guy or girl on YouTube um, yeah. and let you be guided through it. That's the easiest start, I think. Yeah. yeah, I would uh, add to that as well that I still remember when I started meditating, like two minutes were, I don't know, it seemed like ages. <laughs> yes. and, and now I'm kind of unhappy in the morning if I don't uh, like have at least 15 minutes, uh, I feel like something is missing. And, and I think it can be really compared, for example, also when you are training for, let's say, a marathon or half a marathon or any kind of run, and you're running for the first time, you start with a just running a kilometer. And, yeah. you know, you do that for a time and then you notice, oh, I can go ahead now and I can do more. And, and then I think runners have the same experience that at some point, just running for two kilometers is not satisfying anymore yeah. it needs to be yeah. more and as Sasha mentioned as well like I mean there are so many different types of meditation I mean some people say like oh a real meditation is only if you're sitting really in, in, in quiet and in and, and calmness but guided meditation can be so eye-opening and so such a wonderful like start into this area as well as um, qigong so we are practicing qigong it's very conscious movements and uh, it also helps you your focus uh, to keep your focus because um, you you are making these movements so you are also in one side concentrated on how you are moving your your arms or your body and at the same time it has a meditative um, effect on your your mind on your body yeah do you think this kind of like 
I was just thinking as you were talking, it's like meditation seems easy, right? Because you don't need anything. You don't have to learn how to use anything in a way. There's not like a tool you have to use when you meditate. Anybody can do it. We can all do it. You know, it's not like if we wanted to become a master carpenter, it would take, you know, thousands of hours to learn how to do this. Do you think the perception is because we don't, because it seems easy, um, when we do it, it actually becomes really hard? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, that, that might be one of the blockages. I guess yeah. there, are, there are many out there. Then there are people who think that they need uh, kind of a degree to, um, to be able to meditate. Yeah. That's, that's another blockage. But as you said, I think meditation is not like many people in mainstream society perceive it, something that comes from the East, something that we need yeah. to learn. I think it's a very basic human uh, thing that everyone yeah. is able to do and everyone did in the past. I just remember when I was driving through the Atlas Mountains in Morocco mm. and um, looked at the shepherds there um, standing around or sitting on a rock the whole day in, in meditation because that was there was basically nothing else to do. Yeah. So um, I think it's a very, very natural human thing that we uh, more need to relearn to counterbalance the, the crazy amount of sensations in the modern world. The final question I ask everybody is, is, is kind of um, what's your secret waste of time, your secret procrastination? Everybody wastes time and you can't say I meditate. Because that's not really a waste of time, is it? Um, what do you do when you just like the one thing which you shouldn't be doing when you should be working? So I guess we can share our individual ones, but <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely doing the dishes and just kind of sorting and clearing. And th Ad that's admin. my way of. Yeah, admin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kind of wasting in a way my time of course it, and then again it doesn't feel for me like oh I do the dishes obviously they need to be done at some point yeah. but uh, definitely it helps me to get away um, from what is actually uh, most important maybe at yeah. that point and that I don't want to face <laughs> yeah 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 Sasha how do you waste time yeah. Sasha I, I have to admit, I can get lost on, on YouTube in, um, in stuff that is really not important, like uh, yeah. movie reviews or um, I was, I was in, into role play when I was younger, so kind of uh, fantasy related uh, yeah. little videos and then you get to the next video and then yeah. you get to the next video and yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's folks who've like recorded like 14, 16, 20 hour like Dungeons and Dragons games, aren't there? And you could just sit there all yeah. for your whole, yeah. yeah, waste your whole life doing that, couldn't you? Um, let, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about your sessions. How, how do we take part in these sessions? Do we have to, do we have to come to, to you? Is there anything online we can do? How does it work? Um, yes, there are different options. So, um, first of all, um, checking out our website already will <laughs> give you the different paths that are possible. So we have our Spirit of the Hero Camps. These are our um, offline training camps where we meet in person 
uh, one is happening or the next one is happening in uh, July next year in Italy. There's like our um, that's happening every summer for two weeks. And also we're going to have one in autumn time. Then online, because we have a global community, uh, we have our event Tribe Time that is happening every first uh, Wednesday of the month. It's a free online community gathering where we practice Qigong, where we're sharing something about a hero's journey or a topic that helps to reflect on your personal journey and your life, as well as yeah, connecting with all these people around the world. Cool. And also a powerful group meditation. I'm yeah. sure you wouldn't uh, uh, have problems to concentrate on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, also um, for people who want to really go on the hero's journey and dive deeper, um, we have the Hero Tribe Academy membership. It's something where you are accompanied by um, videos that set up skills and tools uh, that you can use for your day-to-day -day life and uh, really go on your hero's journey as well as uh, once a week um, live classes where we all meet and train together and also we are offering programs where it's one-on-one -on -one training over six months and really also go into these phases of facing your demon and reuniting yourself actually with your demon mm. and um, yeah clearing blockages that might hold you still back from uh, feeling like you are on your hero's journey mm. Do you find it works works well online? Because I mean, I can certainly imagine myself half halfway up an Italian mountain um, doing this. I mean, I mean that would work well for me. But when you're well, in your when you're in your living room and you're at home and it's like you know the same four walls, does it still work well? Well, we were skeptical at first as well, and we were in our first years we were only focusing on the on the spirit of the hero camps and couldn't really imagine doing it online. Hmm. But um, then, with all the changes over the last years, uh, we went more online, and we had incredible experiences with it. And cool. and feeling like with the people who are in the in the tribe, it's like family, and meeting them once a week is really gathering your your tribe. And um, it de definitely it doesn't make a, a difference if we have the one-on-one -on -one sessions for example via zoom or if we would be in one room of course it's always nicer to yeah. to be in one room but uh, for the process itself it doesn't make a difference cool i like that yeah it's it, it's um it's certainly made a lot of things um far more accessible for people hasn't it doing and yeah. also just as an add-on the the cams are super powerful um yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you are placed in the extraordinary world in these camps and you are away from uh, your day-to-day -day things and environment. Sure. And, and so people really get like motivated and inspired through these camps. But then you go back and if you then don't have a support group, it's really hard to kind of stay on track. And sure. that's why the online can uh, like online work can help um, that we can really interfere with uh, the environment that is around you and, you know, check in and, and help you to um, adjust and uh, implement everything in your day to day life where you actually want to experience and not just doing one or two weeks a year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating chatting. I could chat for ages about this. Um, so where, where can we find you? Give us your, your social media, your website, your little bits and pieces. Where can folks find you? Yeah, so our main page is uh, hero-tribe.com. There you, you find everything about us. Also the 
um, uh, page where you can sign up for Tribe Time, this monthly meeting, which we absolutely love. It's, it's a free gathering, so everyone can join. And um, we are also um, yeah, active on Instagram mainly. That's kind of our main channel, but you also sure. find us on all the other channels. <laughs> Fantastic. What I'll do, I'll stick some links in the show notes and folks can... Um can tap on those beautiful um, thank you fantastic Liz guys thanks ever so much for your time um really appreciate it thank you yeah we thank you for inviting us uh to your show and uh, we really enjoyed also this conversation john yes thanks a lot john Thanks again to Sasha and Camilla for their time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, then subscribe for more. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's absolutely everywhere. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.